can't imagine a, a more dramatic or even drastic Lent than the one we've just had. And of course, the one we're still going through in a certain sense. With the global pandemic, financial insecurity, isolation, and even death itself. Where is God in the midst of this? Why did he allow all this to happen? Why hasn't he stopped it? And when will it end? These are the types of questions really that Lent is perfect for. Because Lent is like a big desert. In the desert, we've all experienced being alone, a monotonous routine. People whose faces never change day by day. It's a little barren, perhaps. We get lost. It might even be disorienting, losing our way from time to time. And the sad news is that it still is a, a Lent of sorts outside this chapel, outside where people are still afraid and there are still quarantines and stay-at-home orders. But in this chapel and in churches throughout the world, that's all changed. Because while we might still be in a desert of sorts, it's in this desert that we find the answers as well to those questions. St. Thomas, when he talks about Christ's own temptation in the desert, says that Christ had to go to the desert because there he had to be alone, because the devil prefers to assail a person when he's alone. And maybe we've experienced that too in these past weeks of staying at home, or even sadly for some to be quarantined. But St. Thomas has encouraged us to, when he says that that Christ went out into the desert as if to a battle to be tempted by the devil. He is the source of our victory. He is the way to win. St. Ambrose says that Christ was led to the desert for the very purpose of provoking the devil. You could even say of tempting the tempter. Because Christ sets forth before us in his going into the desert, St. Ambrose says, the mystery of Adam's being sent into the desert first by his loss of paradise, but even more importantly, for the mystery of Easter, Adam being brought back from that desert, from that wilderness, into the glories of Christ's resurrection. And maybe that desert that Aaron, Adam experienced is the one that matters most to us. It's the desert we live in when we choose not to have God part of our life, when we choose not to have his friendship, when we choose not to live in or by or with his grace. Because that is the worst desert of all. The only reading of the Old Testament that we had to choose tonight was the one from Exodus 14, which is the one of the Hebrew people crossing the Red Sea being saved by God. But it's also the one that begins their time in the desert. That's just the beginning 
of their 40 long years. Some could say wandering, others could say learning what they needed to know about God and themselves. As they began that journey in the chapters of Exodus, they learned in the desert that the promised land was still something ahead of them. They weren't in it yet, and they hadn't left it behind either in Egypt, where they were slaves. No, it was still ahead of them, that God would make a way for them, even if they didn't see it, as he did so many times in those 40 years, that God would lead them day and night. He would never abandon them. By day he led them by the pillar of cloud, at night by the pillar of fire. That God would protect them throughout their journey, and sadly they learn many times more that sin is never the way forward, only the way backwards. But perhaps the greatest lesson that they learned was that they would always be able to see God in their presence and they would follow him because it was that pillar of light, that fire that brought them to the promised land. And maybe it's only in the darkest of times that we can really see the brightness of light. At least we see it in its clarity, in the power that it has. And maybe that's been like these days that we've suffered together, the days of our quarantine, or the original meaning of quarantine is to be separated for 40 days, actually. But that light of Christ is what stands before us in the Paschal candle. The one thing that we've not had taken away from the liturgy tonight, and the one thing that really matters, other than the Eucharist itself, So we don't have the blessing of fire, which every fifth grade altar boy loves. We haven't had the blessing of the sprinkling with water, which uh, most pastors enjoy sprinkling certain people a number of times. And the incense that, well, would only uh, blur up the live streaming so people couldn't see the altar anymore. But what matters most is the light that is in our midst, the light of the risen Christ. Because that's the light that God illumined the world with on the first day in the book of Genesis. That's the light of Christ that enables us to see the truth of Abraham's sacrifice of his son Isaac, which wasn't meant for itself, but only to point forward to Calvary. It's the light of Christ that led the Hebrew people across the Red Sea toward the promised land after a long journey of wandering in the desert. It is still the light of Christ that enlightens the prophecies of Ezekiel so that we too can be cleansed of our impurities and our idols and our stony hearts so that same light of Christ might warm us and give us a new natural heart and a new spirit. It is the light of Christ that shines in us to reveal what St. Paul calls being dead to sin and living for God in Christ Jesus. It is the light of Christ, as St. Matthew says, that dawns each day to reveal 
the empty tomb. The light of Christ we need, not just at Easter time, but every day of our life. And not just to move randomly, but to move ahead powerfully, forcefully, on the path that the Lord lightens before us, trusting in him to know the way out of the suffering in which we find ourselves, from the desert, from the loneliness, from the isolation, from the sin. This Paschal candle shines the way before us. This Paschal candle lights up this night because, as the exultant beautifully reminds us, this is the night when once you led our forebears, Israel's children, from slavery in Egypt and made them pass dry shod through the Red Sea. This is the night that with a pillar of fire banished the darkness of sin. This is the night when Christ broke the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld. This is the night. And this is the fire, the light, that made it all possible. Pope Francis, a few hours ago, in his Easter Vigil homily, in a practically empty Basilica of St. Peter, said, Today, as pilgrims in search of hope, we cling to you, risen Jesus. We turn our backs on death and open our hearts to you, for you are life itself.